everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Better yet, it's so much easier to just subscribe. So that's what I would suggest that you do. Then where can they do that? You can do that at njbia.org slash subscribe. There you go. Simple well, as that, right? Love it. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need updated coverage. So with us today is Varsha Weishampayan. Yeah. So Varsha, say hi, let the audience hear your voice. Hello, how are you? I'm hi. excellent, how are you? <laughs> it's amazing, nice day outside, it's not yeah. right. Cold. I know, right, so. and you're stuck here inside yeah. with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah. Did you have to travel far to come today? It was an hour. It was an hour? Yeah. Thank you. Bad. Thank you yeah. so much for making that effort. Of course. This yes. is important. And oh. I love NJBI and what they do to support us. Well, we love you. So <laughs> thank you. All right. So today's icebreaker is, this is a tough one, mm. New York or Philadelphia? So like New York City or Philadelphia? Correct. New York yeah. City or Philadelphia. Okay. Not New York State. For, you can't sure. do a state versus yeah, a city. Yeah. It's That's like, not fair. It's unfair. Yeah. Yeah. And we certainly couldn't do New York versus Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like that's just a weird. That's not fair either. Yeah. yeah. New York City versus Philly. You gotta pick one. Oh. We each have to pick one. You want me to go first? Yeah. You look like which, you're struggling with this meaning one. Meaning which city we like better? Yeah, yeah, which one, yeah. Oh, well, that's a tough one. I know. I know. That's Ooh. why we picked the question. Yeah. <laughs> so that we, we always try uh -huh. to break. I was reading your bio, and I saw that you had ties to both cities. Right. So I was like, hmm, we're going to make her do a Sophie's Choice and choose one. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I knew. Yeah. It's a tough one. I know. Um, well, you want us to go first? Or yeah, you? go ahead. You All go right. first, actually. I'll go with All right. So I love both, but I um, I think because New York is a little bigger, there's there are more neighborhoods to choose from. And so I think I would say New York. Even though I love Philly, I love spending time there, and I love, I love um, right next to the city hall is the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> and whenever I'm in Philly, one of my favorite things to do, the, the bar at the Ritz-Carlton is in the lobby. So you can like sit in this really beautiful lobby. Yeah. bar, lobby, and just mm. order a drink and people watch, it's so much fun. Yeah. I love that. But New York is New York. Mm. I think mm. I really love New York. I do like being here in Jersey. Um, a word that our president and CEO, Michelle Sikirka, likes to use is equidistant. We are equidistant oh. to New York and Philadelphia. That's true. And that is the reason why we pay New Jersey taxes. Because <laughs> you know, it's worth it. For the privilege of being here right in the middle. I do prefer Philadelphia. Yeah, um, tell me why. Yeah, because I like I'm not going to say I like driving to Philadelphia. I don't like driving to Nobody Philadelphia. Nobody does. But I hate driving <laughs> to New York City. So I so, don't think I've ever done it. No, I, I maybe want, no, not even the once. Like, I've been the passenger, and I, I've just observed that I couldn't do it. So, like, at least I can drive could. to Philadelphia. I, I don't have could. to spend, like. You don't want to, though. You could do it I don't know that I could. To. Like, all right, so Philadelphia, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going, and, like, you have to take a left somewhere. And then the GPS will tell you in five feet you have to take a right, but that right is four lanes yeah. away. <laughs> and like that gets me really annoyed, but I'm like, at least I can get over like four yeah. lanes. In, in New, New York, York, like you are stuck yeah. wherever you are, unless you want to like make some kind of death defying move, you know? So to be fair, thing. I've never driven to New York, wouldn't want to, couldn't mm. do it if I had to, but would the road rage would just consume yeah. me. I only ever take public transit. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But I have I, yeah. driven to Philly one time and it was 
really annoying. I, uh, I mean, at least like, but that's what I'm thinking. Like I take the public transit so that when I drive to Philadelphia, it's cheaper. I can get there cheaper. Yeah. You know, I like the cheesesteaks. So like, you know, mm -hmm. like, Philadelphia is a nice town. Hats or jeans? Oh, they're both. I was going to say they're both equally bad, but like I do. <laughs> I've eaten wow. both. Wow. You know, yeah. I mean, if we didn't have haters already, you know that there's going to be some people commenting. Sure. Yeah, no, no. I'm a big Tony Luke's guy. So, you know, oh, and I right. I keep wanting to go to that, uh, the place, um, Barclay Prime. I want to mm. do their cheesesteak. Um, but yeah, the Varsha. $100 cheesesteak. $100 cheesesteak. Yeah. yeah. But Varsha, you're going to be the tiebreaker yeah. here. Yeah. So. so, New York or Philly? I think it's New York for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's New York for me. Um, we used to have an apartment in Manhattan. Uh, while we lived in New Jersey. So we used to always, uh, me and my husband, we both worked on Wall Street, so mm -hmm. we would go uh, Sunday evening, we'll be in our apartment, we'll do all work until Thursday night sometimes. Thursday night, we'll drive back to New Jersey. Oh, nice. So to me, the best part of New York, we drove. Yeah. But we never drove inside Manhattan. No. So we'll mm -hmm. go park. Yeah. Uh, I also always took a lot of uh, public transportation. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, the theaters and yeah, the, uh, the music, the performing arts, the food, um, just because I'm comfortable, I know the area. Mm -hmm. uh, we were right on 50th and 8th, so it was Ooh. right there on Times Square. So it was just super fun. But then my son, he moved to Philadelphia, mm. and now he lives in Philadelphia. Traitor. He has a house there, so we go there, <laughs> and I love the food and just being able to get out and walk, and yeah. so much warmth in the city. Mm. New York is like no one cares about anyone. Like, <laughs> Philadelphia people would just the say- The city of brotherly oh, love, I was right? gonna say, but that's a bit of an oxymoron sometimes, though. Don't you hear these stories that, you know, some, I can't even think of an example, but you know, whenever some terrible, crime headline comes out of Philly, they're like, City of Brotherly Love, ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I think. I don't know. I, I guess like I'm not watching the Philadelphia news channels, so I don't hear about any of it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So for me, it's I think it's New York. New York. Yeah. 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 And plus, I mean, Wings gets so much from New York. Mm -hmm. So uh, to me, it's business, it's personal, it's a hobby, performing arts, mm -hmm. food and the fact that I'm just familiar with the city. You have more. a lot of performing arts in your background. I, I personally am not very talented. <laughs> just, <laughs> but my, I think you're wonderful. I think you're phenomenal. <laughs> Come I, on now. Trust me, I like, oh my God, I wish I did. But my mom, she's an amazing singer. Um, my sister is an amazing dancer. Her daughter has picked up dance as a career. Wow. And she's an amazing dancer. So we have lots of singers and dancers and painters and performing arts in our family. Uh, I don't think I have anything. I just admire all of them. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. That's so New York nice. is a better town for that kind of stuff? Yeah, because I love going to the shows and mm -hmm. concerts and sure. there's so much variety, different cultures, you know, I'm Indian, so I love to see Indian shows. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to any of the, the theaters, smaller theaters, smaller theaters in Manhattan and there's something always going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's Indian, whether it's classical music program, I just love it. Yeah, and there's so many things to do and see at so many different price points. You don't have to like spend an arm and a leg to do something, to find something fun to do. Within your price range. Right, yeah. exactly. You want to spend tons of money? Okay, here is one. You want to spend wanna nothing? <laughs> yeah, there's great yeah. stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. All right. So, so I think we won. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's okay. I, I do like them both. So it's not like I'm sitting here like all like, oh, how could it be New York? I like New York. I just, you know, the, the driving thing tips it in that favor for me because like, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's yeah, pretty yeah. close too. It's like, I think I can be in Philadelphia like in less than an hour. That's here, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Whereas from New York, it's probably like not that much longer yeah. than that probably but I have to half. be on a train to get yeah, there yeah, yeah. Time, it's, so. not, exactly. it's a little bit longer yeah. 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 And I gotta worry about catching the train and then like if I'm staying out late I gotta worry about catching that last train back you know that's stressful mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been there's been a few times where I've been like white knuckling it like am I gonna get there in time you know same yeah same that hour wait at the end of the yeah. night if you miss like okay. a 10.05 and you have to wait for the 11.05 oh my god hour yes. nothing you yes. miss that like 12.30, 1.30 train, you know. Like, That's right. They're, yeah, you're, you're there until like 6, 7 a.m. Like, yeah. So. yeah. But anyway, anyway, Farsha, tell us about <laughs> Wings for Growth. So Wings for Growth is a nonprofit. Um, we found, I founded this in 2016, June. Oh. So we've been in business for a little over three years. It's a, a leadership development program, um, high-touch leadership development program for uh, women who want to unleash the leader in them. And we do that through uh, mentoring and coaching and workshops and projects. So it's a 10 months long, very structured, very high touch program where we don't let our mentees give up. They're very passionate, they, the life gets in their way and we make sure that they're very well supported. Mm. Excellent. Can anybody do it? Is it just, I mean, obviously it sounds like a woman only thing, but like, you know, you can just sign up? Yes, it's mm. women only and anybody who, we have a little bit, I mean, we don't go up to high school. So we take students uh, from universities and maybe probably uh, undergrad or postgraduate students. Okay, so it has to be students. So, you know, like but Kate all, couldn't sign up if she wanted to unleash no, the all, leadership. No, all the way up to women who are 40 and 50. Years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's all ages. Sure. All ages, cross industry, um, other than the fact that you have to demonstrate that you're committed, you're passionate, you have a leadership potential, you have dreams, objectives, achievements that you want to, you like to achieve. Uh, that's the criteria. That's that sounds like it's kind of tough to put on a piece of paper and hand yeah. it to you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is. But you know, women we always have a huge pipeline of women who are waiting to get into the program mm. because you will see that people really want to be the leaders, but sometimes they don't know uh, what that means and how to go about doing it. Sure. Right, and it happens at every age group. So women in our current cohort, we have women who are. Uh, 15, 20 years of work experience, professional work experience, and they're in the cohort because they feel stuck when they reach to that middle management level. They want to rise to C-level or executive levels, and there's not enough support, there's not enough mentoring, there's not enough coaching, nobody shows the way for them to do, and they have these different blind spots that they want somebody to help them. And uh, in 10 months, they transform. Hmm. A 10 month is a long time uh, to be with your, so, so when I say high touch, uh, I'll, I'll explain why we have a mentor who is usually a C-level executive. You know, Michelle was a mentor in our program. Um, then we have an executive coach 
the coaches are certified coaches, they're professors at NYU and other universities. They specialize in leadership uh, topics. Then we have a champion who is like, I'm not gonna let you quit. I'm gonna hold your hand to the finish line. Make sure that you achieve your goals. There's a development plan, there is a progress measuring, and we just don't measure men mentees' progress, we measure mentors' progress. Hmm. How have they helped? Whatever they have done, how impactful this has been. And just because somebody has a C-level title doesn't make them a great mentor in our program. Mm -hmm. We give them best practices. We make sure that they follow the best practice. We give them the support, the resources, so they are prepared. Uh, and then there is a, a, the sponsorship of projects that mentees get to work while they're learning skills. They need an opportunity to practice. Hmm. So in 10 months, it's a very battle-proof program that it makes you realize who you are, what your potential is, and how do you move forward. Hmm. So all of the so all the people on the team, each mentee gets a team of people. It sounds like. Wow. Uh, it's the C-suite coach. So they're one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Okay. So each mentee gets one mentor, and okay. that's one-on-one -on -one relationship. Okay. The coaches, the champions, yeah. the project sponsors, and the leadership team of Wings, uh, they are shared. Oh, right. So the champions sometimes have four or five gotcha. mentees, and uh, project team can have it can split depending on the size of the program. But the mentor relationship is always one-on-one. -on -one. Gotcha. So the coach uh, has a very important job as well. So the mentor is going to be more experiential guidance. Coach is going to focus on your, it's a very individualized program, right? So we'll take a look at it, what are your traits? So I always say it's a tripod, right? So it's traits, skills, and style, what makes you a leader. So your innate traits, we make sure that we understand and you understand what your uh, traits are, what you're good at naturally, what you love to do. And then we look at the skills that you currently have and, and how, do you, how do they map to what you wanna achieve. And then we give you a program, mm -hmm. which is very personalized for you. So here are the workshops, here is what you need to do, here is what mentor will work with you. And um, together in 10 months, every month, uh, they, they meet with their mentor once in two, me two weeks, so our mentors are senior people and they give five to eight, six hours per month. Yeah, it's, it's a long time for them, it's a lot of time for them to give to the mentees, so it's very effective. And then there's a once a month check-in with the team to make sure that everybody's good. So a lot of hand-holding, mm -hmm. so you're not slipping, you're not struggling, and you're not ready to give up because life got in your way, or something like that, just to make sure that, because we bring a lot of resources, we wanna make sure that they get the best out of this program. And the mentors and the coaches, they're all volunteers? They're all volunteers. Wow. That's really amazing. So the coaches, um, okay, let me take that back. Coaches, <laughs> we pay them if they are running workshops. Okay. And those workshops, uh, we get companies to sponsor. Mm -hmm. So if we are getting some kind of funding for what we do, we obviously have to share that with mm -hmm. our coaches. So we pay them uh, for each of the workshops that they are conducting, but they spend the time with the mentors and they spend the time with mentees outside the workshops that it's all their pro bono work. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I, hey, listen, when I started this, I was like, I don't know how I'm alone going to do this. And we now grew such a you know, big organization with the mentors and coaches and champions and project teams, board of directors. 
is everybody is just coming together wow. to help, and they think that I think that this is true that they feel that this platform is is a good platform for them to be investing their time mm -hmm. in. So, how many um, total volunteers in that coaches, champions, coaches? How many would you say you have? If you have a waiting list of women who are trying to get into the program, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine how big your army is. So um, we just did accounting for our um, end of the year <laughs> donation, so I have this number. So we have about 72. Wow. Um, yeah. all, all inclusive, right? So the volunteers, the champions, because if, so this is the fourth cohort, uh, and including of this cohort, we, had, we will be graduating 29 mentees since the inception. Mm -hmm. And for every cohort, I purposely wanted to make sure that we don't repeat the mentors, even though some wanted to come mm. back so that we grow our um, so you have brand new mentors with every cohort yeah wow. mm. yeah and we, we invite our mentors from the the past cohorts to come and talk to the mentors sure. in this cohort or the mentees from this cohort so we're trying to get more and more people involved um, and good news is, um, I can't tell you, you guys should look at the website. There are testimonials and mentees transform their careers and lives and they want to come back and say, hey, how can I help? I really uh, achieved this and this and this and I did good in my career. Now I really want to give back. I had one mentee from California. She was part of our second cohort. Uh, she called me uh, after a year, year, almost two years, and she said, Varsha, I wanted to tell you that everything that I learned at Wings, I decided to put it to work, and now I moved, I changed my job, and the job that I have now, I am a manager and a leader, and I'm applying everything that I have learned, and I want to come back, and I want to do something. And she's taking on a responsibility to do a cohort on West Coast in 2020, wow. all by herself. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, when you were saying, you know, you have these people who are successful and want to come back, usually when you hear people say that, it's like, oh yeah, when I was in college 10 years ago, I learned all these great things, and now I want to go back and give back. It's not like usually like, last year, I got all this, now I'm massively successful, and I want to come back. So you have a quick turnaround in terms of, you know, like, I guess success. That's great, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that people, uh, so, so I, I would just be, you know, I'd be very honest that it's not always 100% success sure. rate. Sure. It really never is, right? But I would say it's always 80% plus. And that's wow. that's good too. That's huge. That's good, right? I mean, some people right away, I have a mentee who never left Wings. She's been with us since she was a mentee and until today. And she does huge amounts of work. She's an she's an executive director of one of the non large nonprofits in New York. And all of us at Wings for Growth, we're all business people, mm -hmm. and we can use some nonprofit uh, type of help. You know, we we can use that. And she has been our go-to person. And she goes and gets help when she needs it. So I have been very fortunate. I'll tell you that this has been a nonstop good stories and continuous growth, which is a good problem to have. Great. Does it cost money for the women to enter the, coh the cohort? Yeah, so yes. it does. So we usually, the program of the scale costs a lot of money, as you can imagine, you know, the coaches yes. and program managers, and it's a lot of hand-holding. So what we do is uh, mentees pay 
um, $1,250 for the whole all-inclusive 10 months program. And then rest of the, the cost is covered by the board of directors okay. and our fundraising efforts and company sponsorships sure. and things like that. That's great. Yeah. So you've had one person pay $1,250 every year? From so we have, we have been increasing our fee. We started with $500. And that time our scope was much smaller. Uh -huh. um, we didn't have so many workshops. So uh -huh. for example, now every month we have a workshop. And workshops are not, OK, somebody will come and give you a two hours of lecture. There's a prerequisite. There's post projects. And during the workshops, a hands-on practice. Uh -huh. We women are being video recorded. We're giving feedback. We're bringing guest speakers who are experts in that topic. It's a lot goes on that workshop. So we started, to, to answer your question, we started with just to try out as a pilot. So we did like a $500. And since then, we kept on increasing the fee so that we can mi bare minimum cover the, the bare minimum cost, sure. where if we got no money, the program won't shut down. Right. Mm. So we've been increasing the cost of this year. I think we're settled with this is where we're going to make this 1250 so everybody can afford. Uh, women who are working, they can easily afford that. But women who are not working, we find a way to um, to waive their fee or raise mm -hmm. funding to cover it. That's great. Sometimes we also go to the companies and say, look, I have these three mentees who are very high potential, and they can't even pay 1250 so can you help? So, you know, we get the help. That's mm. great. Yeah. We keep the cohorts pretty small, so it's not like we have 50 or 100. We make we don't make it very easy for people to get in. They have to do the interviews. They have to write an essay. They have to do the presentation. Wow. They literally have to show to us that they are very committed, and they got what it, this program is going to need from them. Um, so yeah, so I think we keep the cohort. And our goal is never to go beyond 25, 30. That's the max we can do because then we can keep the quality. Mm -hmm. We don't want to too big and then we start to lose uh, quality of the program. Sure. Sure. Well, that is awesome. My God. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to play a game. Sure. Oh, sounds good. All right. And we're back, and it's now time to play my favorite game, Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome, and be prepared to defend your answers. Ready? School picture day. Do you remember school picture day from yeah. back in the day? No, I thought that was good. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I you loved did. it. did? Yeah, I liked it. Because I always got a seat, like important seat, sit in the middle mm. next to your principal or class teacher. Look at you. So I loved it. Teacher's uh -huh. pet. <laughs> <laughs> not that I wasn't. I don't think that's true. Um, I did not like school picture day because mm. I had a mom, and I love you mom so much, who's not that into girly girl stuff. And so, and I had short hair for a while. And so there were days when I would wake up with like serious bedhead, like horns and knobs and things. And she would be like, yeah, it's fine, just go, it's fine. <laughs> and so there's more than one school picture of me that lives in the world where I'm a little wonky in the Can hair. we get one? No. no? I was going to say. We were Put it on talking. screen as we're talking. We were just talking uh, about the hair. Exactly, yeah. Really? Yeah. Sorry, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh. Not ever. I'll, I'll bring like some of the, the later ones where I am responsible for my own bad hair. Okay. <laughs> but I will not bring some of the ones where it's literally 
pillow craze. Wow. <laughs> you know, I think that there should be like a mom at the front of every line just with a comb and like a finger full of spit, like just you know, spit spot shine, cleaning. Sure. Yeah, right? All Each right. kid before they go in front of the camera. Wow. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't that mom exist? <laughs> I know. Seriously. I, I get you. I feel you. <laughs> they should. There you should be that kind of mom. responsible for each class of kids mm. so that nobody is, you know, traumatized or embarrassed. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to go hard awful on the whole Thank thing. Thank you. Yeah, just okay. the whole thing. And here's why. <laughs> I think the whole concept is awful. Like, I think... You know, you have this one day, really? and if you don't look great on that one day, yeah. it's immortalized in everybody's yearbook, and you know, like... Uh, Why can't you just submit your picture? That would be a good idea. Right? You know, it'd be like kind of like a Facebook kind of thing. Like, totally. you take the picture you like to represent you. This is my profile you know? pic for the year. And then, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yes. it's like, you know, you know, if you get it right, you know, great. If not, you keep trying until you do. I mean, for second graders and, you know, little kids, that's probably kind of silly, but... I don't know. My okay, so I feel like my parents always took us once a year around Christmas time for like a Christmas picture. Mm. Why couldn't they just like submit one of those? Like as a poet, you know, I just don't understand. Yeah, and now I'm on the other side of it. So now I've got the kid, you know, like going in for picture. She day. had the cutest school picture. You need to put that up. Sure, I'll put that up. Her hair was so adorable. It was, but you know, like getting, like, all right, so there's a lot of stress in the morning, like mm -hmm. getting her out the door for that. And then like, you know, they, they those pictures are not cheap. Like, oh, you know, like expensive. one of those little things is like, I don't know, 50 bucks or so for like the little package. And I'm like, can't I just have the JPEG? Cause that's all, <laughs> you know, like, that's all I really want, you know? But yeah, yeah, they got you. They got, they know, yeah. Tara bought this frame. And the frame has slots for like, oh, I don't yeah. know, 16, 20 of these yeah. pictures. And the idea is that like over the years you would put them all in. And I'm like, so now you don't even have a choice in the matter. No, yeah, like, yeah, you with are, senior picture, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Obviously. You are stuck. Like, first yeah. of all, she can't be sick on one of those days. Otherwise, like, nope. you know, your nah. whole thing is messed up. But then also, like, oh, now that you mentioned it, you could take your own, but whatever. No, 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 we're not even gonna go there yet. But now, like, you know, you're stuck. So, like, whatever it costs in, like, two years, if the photo is, like, 200 bucks, we're gonna have to pay it because we got the frame and, you know, that can't go nice. back now, right? Yeah, it's too late. Also, you don't want her to be the kid in class whose parents oh, aren't ordering pictures. Do they notice? I think they do because when when the teacher passes out Not from that perspective, the kids. Like, you know, it's not like the kids are gonna tease you like you didn't order the photo. They don't know. I think they do know. Yeah? I how would they, how okay, let's so say like, you're sitting let's with say you and I are pictures. in second grade together. How yeah. do you know that I didn't order the picture? Because I'm holding mine and you're I not holding get, anything. Do you think I'm held to the house? No. Or? Well, I don't know. I went to Catholic school, so we just got no, ours I think handed you're up. Right. I think they, I think they probably handed, just yeah. go to the, the office, pay, and then get I don't know, but I think it's also, I know we paid um like uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think everything was. Wait, is it do you think story, it's yeah. Yeah. boys versus girls that the girls care for the picture and the boys don't? But you said you didn't care. Well, I cared. My mother did not. <laughs> I mean, isn't that it? I mean, I don't know what age we're talking about here, but isn't that like up to you then to maybe like take the comb and like, you know? I was not a child who like not let's let's thought about stuff like let's that. Let's redeem Kate's mom. You know, she's like, wonderful. Yeah. Also, I was the kind of kid who totally forgot when picture day was. Mm. So it's possible my mom had no idea that, it, you know, I didn't remind her. She didn't get a reminder from the school. We woke up and I, she was like, all right, I've got three of you. Let's just get this train okay. out the door, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, but you naturally look so good. You didn't need anything. Well, now I do. <laughs> <laughs>
as borderline homeless. How much money do I have to pass across the table to get one of these photos on the screen? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm afraid that there is like, no amount of money. Friend, you know, favor, whatever it costs. You just come up with whatever it is. Let me like, think about you know, that. I think I owe you 25 cents. We could just like, <laughs> that could be like, oh, you know, you we could do. just forgive that or, you know. You I'll, do owe me 25 yeah. cents. Uh, you can have that, you know, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go dark for a second. Okay. I think I told you six or seven years ago, almost seven years ago, my parents' house burned down. And we lost everything. Every oh, school picture, every christening, like oh. everything. And there are moments like this when I'm like, eh, that's okay. Like I lost those horrible pictures of me with the Wow. <laughs> no, not really, not really. <laughs> really? No. No, no, no. I'm sure that my aunts and uncles still, because that's the thing. When you order the school pictures, you order that sheet of wallet of course, size yeah. and then you spend hours you know cutting them up and the putting them in every Christmas card. I know my aunts and uncles have those those horrible pictures. Because I get it now. Because like the three photos cost like $43 and then the 15 <gasps> photos cost like $45. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I deal. Oh, yeah. All right. I think we've, we've beaten sure. that horse dead. Uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Mm. I don't subscribe. I'm not. I'm not on that train yet. But yeah, mm. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of everybody having their own little streaming service. You Can know? I just say there was a meme on Facebook like a week ago, and it was basically, dear Netflix and Prime and Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO and ABC and NBC, I'm not paying for all of you individually. Figure it out. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly subscribe to that. Yeah. I have Netflix, Prime, and Hulu, and that's it. I'm done. Yeah, I actually, I want to say, like, years ago, I cut my cable because it was just getting to be too much. And then I, I learned yeah. to live with kind of just, like, Netflix and Hulu. Totally. But, like, if I now need all of these different no. services, then, you know, the price is going to wind up being comparable to what I paid for the before. cable. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. No, yeah. not a fan at all. No. Really? Yeah. We have great. Netflix and um, Prime, but I think... So many things that are on Netflix, they're also on Prime. Mm. The Prime is more for Amazon and other mm -hmm. stuff, so I think it's, it's a little bit better. Package. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I can't. But I I don't think cable works anymore for us because mm. we, we yeah. don't have time when programs are coming and the news is all about politics these days. Mm. And yeah, I have no time for that. My pro tip, you know, if you want to deal with this, is I'll pay for like a month watch everything I want to watch, mm -hmm. cancel it until next year, and then pay the month again next year, and then you still wind up paying like a basically the same amount, because you know, maybe this month I'm binging my Disney Plus stuff, and next That's month good I'll idea. binge my HBO shows, and you know, but like, I'll find that if I'm subscribing, you know, like, we do tend to like binge the shows that we watch, and then there's just like months that go by where I'm not touching it, mm. so why pay, you know, the whole year when you know stuff only goes new for that's how they make money because yeah exactly people, people pay and they just never forget use about it, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah i'm just gonna mm, i'm not i'm not a fan yeah but is there anything on disney plus you're looking forward to watching i mean literally nothing i will be so we've had this conversation before i'm not a big fan of disney right. um and because i don't have any kids yeah. I literally don't watch Disney movies, although I understand that there's a lot of adult content and interesting stuff in there. Like, I have never seen Toy Story, like the first one, let alone the Ow. fifth one. I know. That's what. That's the reaction I always so get. Let alone the fifth one. <laughs> it's there are four. Like, it's okay. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, it's not that off. It's not that far off. The fourth one only came, I think it's like coming out on home video, like maybe like, yeah, I, yeah, it came out like a month or two ago. Five. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so I know that I should because if I did I would enjoy them. Yeah, they're really good films. Yeah. Especially the first two. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, but huh. there's just um, I don't I I just don't care enough. Yeah, I mean they're they're trying to do a lot to grip our. I'm not gonna say our generation, like adults. You adults, know, they yeah. they have like um, they're making like original Star Wars shows, original Marvel shows. Oh, can so. we talk about Baby Yoda for a second? Baby Yoda, sure. Do you know Baby Yoda? No, is? what's that? Apparently, on Disney Plus, there's a show, a Star Wars. The Mandalorian. Wars. Yeah. Mandal I didn't even know. That. Oh, <laughs> so when we I don't meet have kids, so I have no right, idea. Exactly. Yeah. So when we meet Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, he is an old man. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. That sounds like. DeLorean was <laughs> sure. like, right? Anyway, okay, so apparently he's a baby. Hmm. So we get to meet Yoda now. No. no. It's well, the Mandalorian takes place like 5 years after Yoda died. So this is like What? There are, you know how like there are 7 billion people living on this planet? Yeah. It's like another person. You know, like there's Yoda. So he's not Yoda? Right, it's like something it? else from the same species. Why is it hashtag baby Yoda then? Because like, well, you know, we don't know what the hell the Yoda is called. Like, I have, I'm a huge fan and I don't know what species Yoda is. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to just be like, oh, it's a little baby Yoda. Fair. <laughs> But um, I, I don't know. I, I since I haven't watched the show, I don't know. But I have heard that it's like a clone or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. they cloned oh. Yoda. They cloned Yoda. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And then I was reading somewhere, and again, I don't watch the show, so I don't know. But I like read that he's fifty years old, so it's not even like a. Baby, he's not baby. even a baby. He's yeah, because Yoda is like nine hundred when we meet right. him. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Alien physiology. Up now. Awful or awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is every time I hear Yoda speak, I think of Miss Piggy. I can't help it. Are they the same voice? I'm, so is. Yoda is Frank Oz. Who voices Miss Piggy? It's Frank Oz, I believe. Really? It's the same voice. Yeah, if you close your eyes and you listen to Yoda, you're like, Miss Piggy's here. Ah. Hmm. I know that that's, um, give me a second, it's like Bert and... Um, Ernie? Not Bert and Ernie, <laughs> but like Bert and... Kermit, I want to say? Or like, Kermit. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think. It might be like, you know... Because we've yeah. been watching a lot of these shows lately, totally. you know, with the kid, That's and the same we started voice. noticing like some of them. It's not even like we're trying to throw the voice a little bit. No, like, some of them are one for one, same actors obviously, but they're not doing anything different with the voice nope. across Sesame Street and you know the Muppets. But so yeah. true. Well, so many of the Muppets were on Sesame Street. I feel right. Like it's all one yeah, thing. we see some of those crossovers every so often. You guys are so up to speed on all of this. You know, I got well, the two year old. Like, we watch these things a lot. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm not. I'm just marveling. When I when I used to be into it. Mm. I, I knew that those were the same voices, but I... I, I have to listen to that now. I never considered that Miss Piggy would be voiced by a man. You know, you just assume that she's a woman, but, yeah. But she has that very deep voice, you know, because she's always kicking people's butts, right? She is always kicking people's <laughs> yeah. butts. Yeah, she's a very strong woman. Miss Piggy, feminist icon. That's exactly right. <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I feel like we've... we've been yeah, last that. one, sure. Yeah, last one. Family dinners. Oh. Yeah. So we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, you know, we might have a different take on it after yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so all of the um the family dynamics and the the disagreements and the issues and the things that pop up. Family family but let's not think of it as like the big extended family. Let's just like getting through dinner with like your parents or your kids or you know that kind of oh, Okay. Yeah, so let's just keep it Cuz I was going to say uh, yeah. Um, Cuz I feel like the answer to the other question is just objectively awful. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so this way we have the opportunity to redeem family dinners a little bit. bit. Sure. Okay. Just Didn't you tell me that you're always trying to trick your son into uh, coming home, coming home, home for dinner? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that. So, so for me, it's it's definitely a plus. I enjoy, mm -hmm. uh, and because you know my most of my family is in India, mm -hmm. so whatever my fa little my sister is here, and of course my son and I is five. So for me, getting family together is such a good feeling, mm -hmm. and I enjoy hosting. I enjoy going. So. And the best part that you were just mentioning before, my son is, uh, he's in Philadelphia, so they, they visit, they visit very often. But there very often isn't enough for us, <laughs> right? So they like probably come once a month and that's often, Yeah. right? Um, but for us, I'm like, I wish I could see him like every, every week. And it's not that far. So I would come up with a reason, okay, you know, I have this holiday and this religious event and we're gonna do this at home. Didn't you tell me that there are way more Indian festivals and then yes and so every time one of them pops up you're like oh it's it's you know it's really important <laughs> moment in our cultural uh, Your kids year. Think you're a lot more religious than you really are. Oh my god they're gonna listen to this and now they know the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's like <laughs> but hopefully it'll be that much more of a I was gonna say guilt trip but you know incentive right, yeah. to come home you know now you know how much she cares. And yeah. now my uh, daughter-in-law's family is also, they also live in Bridgewater. I live in Bridgewater. And then technically speaking, we both come from different parts of India. Oh. So they are from North and we're from West. So we have different holidays and different religious events. So her mom and I now team up. <laughs> sometimes it's right. and sometimes it's her. I love it. <laughs> I think our kids are going to figure it out soon. <laughs> it's like, that oh, is phenomenal. We can skip some of these events. They're not important. I think they're going to figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I just enjoy it. So Thanksgiving. We, we, now we are in, in, I'm in this country for the last 30 years. So we celebrate everything that's here. That's and awesome. Everything that's in India. So we have lots of Any excuse to get together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have fun. I yeah, love it. yeah, and dress up. And Indians are all about food and dressing up mm -hmm. and jewelry. It's just fun. Love it. Yeah. yeah. All right, then family I dinners. I, like we tried. I think we were missing that train. You know, at this at this stage in her development. We just want to get food in her. <laughs> Ideally, healthy food, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because you know, like, she's so picky, and you know, it's just like if if she has to sit not at the dinner table, but she's willing to like ingest food, then fine. You know, so. <laughs> has she ever been so hungry that she's been? she's been willing to just do whatever you want in order to no. get the food? Never. Never. I don't think my daughter gets hungry at all. That's most ever. kids. Yeah. I think sometime, one time one doctor told me that it's because we are, as parents, we're always feeding them. Mm. So they never really understand what hunger means, right? Oh, we gotta let her learn. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that like, makes sense. No, she told Starve me. Her she out. said we're always <laughs> That's feeding. What I'm thinking. Yeah, we're always feeding our kids. Yeah, every and, two hours you yeah. feed a newborn, yeah. right? I'm sorry. And then, okay. yeah, and then there, you know, there's a food in the house. It's not. It, they yep. never like really understood what hunger means or lack of food. You know, for for yes. people, kids who mm. don't get food, yeah. it's to them it's just a oh, okay. What's a big deal? It's the same thing. I always feel like you know these days when I give gifts to our kids and they like they don't care so much about gifts. It's like oh yeah okay good. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm like, just cool. expect it. It's like when we were growing. Where's up, my stuff? 
Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I think I would agree. If it's not like a big family gathering, like a Thanksgiving, which can be hard, I like the family dinner. Like when I visit my parents, and if it's just the three of us around the table, that can be fun. You know, and and when you add my sister and her husband, or my brother and his wife, then it can be a little bit more fun. Um, but as soon as you add like extended, yeah, everybody else is like, oh my goodness, I hope this topic doesn't come up because I know these two aren't going to agree, and it's going to lead to something else, and then mm. ah, like all this other stuff, yeah. stress. Mm. As of right now, like my current project today, I'm working on a, a video for like Thanksgiving statistics. And one of the stats I came across was like 52% of all people are terrified that like politics are going to come up during That's their... That's so uh, true. Did yeah. you yeah. see the meme on Facebook? Uh, save money on Christmas presents by talking politics at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Little pro tip right there. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, but I, that's a good point, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried about that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's not going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, we usually make a rule that no politics and no yeah. discussions about politics, but it's also an important topic, right? And it's so everywhere right now. Yeah, the election's coming it. up. You know, people do want to talk about it. Yes. They want to have a real good discussion. That What do you think about this candidate? What do you think about that candidate? Right. Well, and even something that's not necessarily partisan, just like, you know, Bloomberg entered the race so late. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting point of discussion mm -hmm. yeah, you know totally like is. not yeah. whether he should or shouldn't but wow well, i wonder what his strategy is and i wonder how pretty slow it is it totally know, like, is. bring it up and then it's like you're totally yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. anyway anyway so that was the game that was the game so we we have this segment and you know we got kind of bored of it so now we <laughs> exactly so now we try to customize it to each person mm -hmm. and it's it's all about giving advice to the audience because we like for people to walk away feeling like they learned something today other than whether or not you should have dinner with your family exactly. um, so today I'm gonna customize the question a little bit tell us some advice you would give to people who want to be mentors or mentees you know because I'm sure there's a lot of that out there yeah, sure. Um, so I think, and I was saying this earlier to you guys in the, during the break, that mm. uh, would it surprise you if I tell you that I have a lot more mentors applying uh, online to be mentor in the program compared to the mentees? And when I first saw that, I was like, wow, you know, that's a lot of time for somebody who is busy and senior executive to give five to six hours out of their busy schedule. and. Uh, mind you that most of the time they already are mentoring somebody at that position. Sure. If they are not, then there's something wrong with that too. Right? So um, Wow, way to call them up, right? <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with you. Slacker. <laughs> totally. I believe in that, right? I mean, the companies have to, if they're not doing enough mm -hmm. uh, to get their senior executives to, to mentor, um, well, look at your HR strategy and talent development, right? That's different topic for another day. Sure. Um, but I'd shade here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, I would say that every time I have a conversation with somebody uh, who has experiential guidance to give, they're like, but I always mentor people. I have so many mentees. But then if you ask them that what's your uh, what's your process of mentoring? How do you measure your success as a mentor? Uh, how do you measure your mentee 
success? How do you make sure that your time uh, is invested? Just having a cup of coffee with someone and giving advice or two is not mentoring. It's right. counseling, right? I mean, hope that advice works, right? It's not going to help anybody develop uh, leadership skills or develop their or have a great career where somebody's well, you know, helping them and supporting them. So for, I say that the mentors come to us for two very important reasons. One is they know that their time is very well invested because we monitor, we track, we make sure that their advice and their tips and their whatever uh, other activities they're recommending to the mentees mentees are getting a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's a good feeling that I'm giving time and my mentee's doing good. And we help them make sure that that happens. And second, we uh, really train our mentors. It doesn't matter how senior they are, right? I always say that we have a lot of C-level executives who are uh, part of our program and they're mentors. And I have had one mentor, I think it was last cohort, and he was the CEO of a big company. And he, at the end, I asked him for the feedback uh, that how was his experience and he came back and he said, Varsha, I had no idea that I'm such a terrible mentor and now oh, I've learned so much wow. that I'm going to send a couple of my senior people to your program, right? And of course, he was not a terrible mentor. He was a good mentor. I was going to say, there are lives that yeah. are ruined out there. <laughs> yeah, it's, he was a good mentor. But I think what he made, we made him realize that there are resources, there are tools, there are tips, there are activities that we can give and help him that will make sure that he's focused and he's doing what he's very good at, is giving his experiential guidance to the mentees. And then uh, about mentees, I mean, look, the, the whole 10 months, very high touch program, you're a high potential woman, or you have a leader in you and you want to unleash that leader, and you want somebody to come and help you. He's an organization, and we're a nonprofit, and we're very, now we have been doing a lot of these programs since the last three, four years, so yeah. Phenomenal. So I was going to ask, uh, for mentors who want to get involved and be impactful, what advice do you have for them? But I feel like you uh, you answered that a little bit. But you mentioned something a little bit earlier when we were on break, the Uber effect. You want yeah. to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I think this is uh, specifically for mentors. We should really start filming these in between, you know, conversations. I know, right? <laughs> we have some real gold in between the times where we stopped the recording. We totally yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I, I'm just using this Uber effect um, term. I hope it's right, but I'll explain what it means, right? That we feel that every time the mentee comes to our program, we want them to graduate from the program and go and help five others or 10 others yeah. or one other, right? That's the multiplier effect, right? That we have helped one person and as part of that program, they are already paying it forward because that's the requirement of the program. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Is when they learn the leadership skills through mentoring, through coaching, through uh, the help of Champion, we want them to work on a project with a non another nonprofit of their choice or one of our partners, um, and they can uh, help of women in that nonprofit mm -hmm. while they're in the program. So they're paying it forward and they're also practicing their skills of being a mentor, being a leader, being a manager, right? Helping an organization grow. And nine out of 10 times, those relationships are forever, right? Nobody wants to say, okay, I don't want to, program is done, I'm, I'm done, right? And then we also have 
so many mentees coming back year later, months later, or never left and say, hey, I really love what you guys are doing. I want to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. How can I do it? How can I be a volunteer? How can I, I was mentioning that earlier, that we have a mentee coming back. Uh, she wants to do this whole cohort on West Coast. Just uh, something that she said, look, I have lots of connections. I have a lot of women who I mentor, and now I have learned how to be a mentor. And she was a mentee, so she said, why don't we just do a full cohort on West Coast? There's a whole uh, lot of demands, and there's not a good program on West Coast, so she's going to take that responsibility. And That's great. Thing. That's amazing. Yeah, we're very happy with that. Very cool. Awesome. All right, I think so, that's... Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No. No? No, you go. No, we usually ask. Like, <laughs> if somebody wants oh, to right. get a hold of you, maybe they want to be a mentor, maybe they want to be a mentee, how can they get a hold that's of you right. and do that? So um, our website is www.wingsforgrowth.org. And if you click on Signature Program, there is a Mentor and a Mentee tab. So if you click on Mentor, it wow, You're really you getting specific. It's not just wingsforgrowth.org. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah I mean, I don't want people to go there and say, oh, I don't have time to find it. Oh, right? sure, yeah, okay, so, go ahead. So yeah. on the Mentor, you will see the whole you know, best practices, what are the mentors required to do. And then there's an online application that people can uh, apply, same thing for the mentee. There's a lot of information on the program, on the mentee uh, page, and then there's the apply to be a mentee. And our applications, we continue to get the application th throughout the year. And our program cohort will start sometime either June or September of next year, the next cohort. Sure. So the January through June, we're interviewing, uh, and then we're doing a selection process and getting the cohorts ready. That's great. All right. Love it. All right, I think that's our, no. No. No? Sorry, this is why I have the script. Yeah, no, I'm messing with you now. Now that really is our script. <laughs> <What? laughs> You're so mean. I am. It's awful or awesome, Vinny. Wow, Vinny. <laughs> awful. Awful. <laughs> All right, I think awesome. that's our show. Hmm. In fact, I don't that's think That's our it. show. I know yeah. that that's our show. That's our show. Um, thank you to our listeners and subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. And thank you, finally, to Varsha Waishampayan. Thank you both. It was so thank much you. fun. My God, you guys. I want to do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we'll see you hopefully soon again. Yes. Uh, probably at the, the Women Business Leaders Forum next year, maybe? Yes, yes, absolutely. That All would be right. fun. Yeah. Wonderful. And thank you, NJBIA, for the opportunity. Oh, gosh, no, it was our thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.